This conference will now be recorded. Hello, everybody. This is John Braun with Hitman Advertising. Today, we're doing a special goal-setting webinar. I've got my good friends, Larry and Eric, with MorningTechMeeting.com. And we're going to be talking about just a really a sort of an interview, but really just a discussion of goal-setting, what we've done in our business and what they've done in their business, and some recommendations and things. Because I know one thing that all three of us guys, we didn't even talk much about this part, can agree on. Goal setting super important, right? Anybody that's done any level of success anywhere will tell you that goal setting is one of the most important. I'd say right up there with just persistence, being persistent about persistent about your goals, being persistent about what you're doing and not giving up. But right even along with that is a maybe I don't even know if it'd be a second, but right along with it, tied neck and neck is goal setting. So super important, it's the beginning of 2021, and now's the time, if you haven't yet, to start writing your goals and, and going through. So what we're gonna be doing, we've got some questions that we'll be talking about, and all three of us will just kind of kick in, and I might ask Larry a particular question or, or Eric, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there, just a nonchalant talk just for just a little while. So first thing that I want to ask both of you guys, and I'll mention too, how much impact would you say that goal setting had in your business? Larry? We had, oh. in our, in our uh, cleaning and restoration business that we had for 10 years, then we sold it off, was... Uh, it drove us every single year. We had a meeting every single year, Eric and I. Sometimes we had a third party that would guide us along, and it made a big difference. We set huge goals every year, and it was amazing that just by putting them on paper, we were able to reach them so often, and it was dramatically rewarding. So so you just said an important thing, too, putting it on paper. You know, and Howard Partridge, I think Zig Ziglar might have even said this first, but I can't remember if Zig or Howard. Um, a goal not written down is just a daydream. Is that something Howard coined? Yeah. I can't remember. I know Howard would always say that quite a bit. But it's I, so I important. I think that's a Zig quote. Yeah, it's so important to write those goals down because if you don't, it is it's not tangible. That's what I, the way I always felt about it. Now, I, I do a lot of typing. I didn't usually manually write them out. They'd be typed in. But when you see that on paper, even on your screen, even on your phone, you, I'll write goals out on my phone. Any level of that makes it more believable and makes it more real. Um, do you have anything you'd like to add to that, Eric? Yeah, I mean, well, a couple things. So, you know, we liked we're, we're kind of whiteboard guys and we would once it was all kind of done, we would have big whiteboards everywhere in our shop. And we'd put the goals out for everybody to see so that every single person, every single day was confronted by what it was that we were shooting for that year. And then we would consistently talk about that in our morning meetings. Like, all right, everybody, let's shift our focus over to the whiteboard for, you know, 2015 goals. And it just kept us on track. So that's kind of number one. But number two, and I'd like to kind of tell a story. It's kind of funny, but when Larry and I, first started we were not on the same page with goal setting at, at all you know our personalities are really different and i'm super goal oriented and was writing out my goals even as a kid and look you know larry's larry much less now but back then was live for the day you know like what are we gonna wow. do today right you know so we had friction points john at the beginning about that in a big a way. So I'd be like, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> yeah, because I'd be like, all right, let's plan out every single thing for the next 10 years. And Larry would be you like, have no well, idea. Let's figure out what we're going to do this afternoon. <laughs> you know, so we uh, we actually, in our first year of business, I think, we were fighting about that a, a lot. And we agreed to go to Las Vegas and have like a two day at a hotel, no phones, no nobody bothering us. We were going to figure out our, it was like our first goal session. So I had already prepared for like two weeks for this, you know, two day getaway. And we got at breakfast and I'm like right out of the shoot, like laying down a 10 page document of all my goals for the next 10 years and the whole thing. And Larry's like, you know, I don't even know. I, I remember, Larry, what you said. I said, so what are your goals? And you go, I don't want to ride. I don't want to drive. I just want to ride a bike everywhere. <laughs> And I was so angry, John, you know, was like, and then uh, and then we actually went out to the pool and I was so pissed. I pulled Larry's towel out of his hand because I was annoyed and his phone was in there and it flew into the pool <laughs> like I a black and exploded. It was terrible. Uh, but, you know, it was the, that moment, though, even though that, you know, we were irritated after that weekend, Larry really changed and we really became very goal oriented for the rest of the time it just took a little it just t- took me ruining his phone to, to get there <laughs> so did you have to teach larry how to do goals did larry did you not know how to do goals you just didn't believe in them or what you was, know, your, was eric your brought it up and then we went to uh joe polish and he was into it and howard was into it and darren hardy was into it. everybody had all these everybody. systems and i was like huh there must be something to this so I yeah, he didn't believe me, John. <laughs> I needed I needed external proof. <laughs> no, well, it was well, you know it was just reinforcement in all different areas. It's like wow, this is something. Because Eric had all this huge plan, and I was like, holy, what the heck is that all about? And I said, of course, I'm with you. That's great. Let's do it. He's like, no, no, what are yours? I'm saying, yeah, that's good. Let's just do all this. <laughs> Let's run. I mean, it's like what car I'm driving. You know, like every little detail, Larry would be oh like, gosh. I don't want to wear shoes and I want to ride a bike. <laughs> That's about it. There we go. So Actually, let's, that let's... still hasn't changed much, <laughs> but well, Larry is very good at goal setting now. So describe a little bit your goal setting process then, Eric, and kind of what, what are the things that you like to do and how do you do it? Well, I mean, it's evolved over the years, John, because I realized like early on I would set these massive goals that would be like a 10 year plan. And I had a hard time breaking it down backwards to make it into, you know, bite sized pieces. So what I do now is I kind of do like a dream thing you know, like the big goals, I actually draw it out kind of like Michael Gerber's dream board or whatever. And then I start working backwards in years of like, well, what would it, what would Larry and my business have to look like to make these things happen, you know? And then what Larry and I do, and, you know, you had kind of shot us a little outline about how many goals a year, Larry and I would set one goal per year. Okay. And we've been doing that for years. We only set one goal. Like with cleaning and restoration, that might be a revenue goal for just the restoration side or like because we learned that when we had three or if we had five, then none of them got done. 
Interesting. By the end of the year, not nothing was nothing was reached. So we finally kind of came on. We can only handle one big goal per year. Okay. And we wouldn't we wouldn't adjust during the year. Like we wouldn't say like, oh, we want to change the goal. Like we had to ride it out for the year, just because a lot of times it takes that long mm -hmm. to see if there's progress or not. Right. Larry, you got anything to add to like how we kind of did that? I mean, that was a yeah. process to to learn how to do that, but. It was like leaving a Howard Partridge conference or anybody else's conference, and you have all this data. I mean, you can't focus on everything. You got to focus on, and you know, we read the Gary Keller book, The One Thing, and a couple of the books that reinforce that. You get that one goal down, you make it a habit to work to get that goal consistently with benchmarks, and that's something that we can improve on is just having the benchmarks as you go along. Um, and then you reach that goal because you get too many of them. It gets kind of crazy. What, th that's interesting that it, that it only be, would be one. I would like to do it where I would have two or three higher level goals and then 10, 15, 20 smaller goals. And I I just kind of what I would like to do whenever I would do goals and, and what I do now, you know, but for I'm thinking about for my cleaning company, uh, I would sit down and I would go, OK, here's the sales goal. Here's the the goal for the the big level goals like that. But then I would also think, what are the smaller goals that I need to accomplish to get to that goal? And I would kind of do a goal hierarchy. You know what I mean? And and almost really sort of a business plan, especially the ones when it comes to sales goals. It's really almost a business plan and a marketing plan sometimes. But it would be a a, a process of that. Now the bigger goals would be like a a thing of uh, maybe maybe just one or two or three. But I I also too do tend to start to look at a certain goal and kind of go, eh, you know, I don't really want to do that anymore. You know, I can remember when I first got started thinking like my first couple of years in business going, okay, I want to get 20 restaurants in the area or or 10 hotels. And then I'd start the year out and I'd get a hotel or two or a restaurant or two and I'd go, this sucks. I don't want to do restaurants anymore. I don't want to do hotels anymore. You know, and then I would quickly change that goal and quickly move on to something else in a 180 degree, you know, fashion and, and be very glad that I did that. So I always felt like goals were adaptable, but so so the really high level one goal, give me an example of a, maybe one that you had one of the first, I don't know, a few years that you guys were partners. Yeah, well, you know, the first couple of years, it was reach a million dollars in revenue a year. That was our sure. first goal, right? Sure. So like you said about the restaurants, we wouldn't look at that as a goal. We'd look at, right. the, I mean, we kind of broke it down to outcome goals, which would be million dollars in revenue and then the process goals to reach right. that, like. We have to, you know, get X amount of floods per month and we need to do this many um, marketing stops to, to elicit that response. So, you know, we didn't really do it like if we started doing the restaurants, let's say, and we thought it sucked, we would just pivot and say, like, OK, well, we don't want restaurants. So what else should we focus on to reach that million dollars right. or, or whatever? It. Yeah. Exactly. So our bigger goals were always more just total revenue driven and growth driven than actually the nuts and bolts. We'd work that nuts and bolts back into like process goals. Right. Right. So I like, of... give me, can I give you an example, John? I'm sorry. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. like, let's say we said, okay, well we need to make, you know, $200,000 a month in revenue for uh, mitigation work. So we'd say, okay, well, it's 200,000. 
we know that our closing rate on every loss that we go to is roughly 50%. So we need to, you know, to get 200,000, we need X amount of stops per month. And then we know we need to, we're only going to close half of those. So we kind of work backwards that way. And then we'd have a whiteboard. I mean, this was before like Service Titan and all those really cool CRMs. You know, we'd have a whiteboard where we'd have a pace. So the girls in the office would put the pace up like, we should have already had this many floods by this day. We should have had this many floods by this day. So we were constantly bringing everybody in, like looking at that pace going, guys, we're three behind. We got to get on it. We got to do more calls. So that's how we would do it. Good, good. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. I, you know, definitely the higher tier goals, I would have like two different lists of goals and bigger goals that were like sales goals, but I'd, I'd usually have a couple. Some of them would also seem to be goals for me were related to like how many days I needed off for the year. I, even early on, man, I'd take five, six weeks of vacation a year. I was always going down to Disney World with the family, visiting other family or doing something. I mean, even even when we were only doing, you know, not even that much in sales. <laughs> I was still like, that's more important to me. So that was that's just where my value was, you know, and one of the reasons why I became an entrepreneur. But, you know, all of those goals were the more higher level goals than from there, the sales goals. And then what I would do is hierarchy down and figure out, okay, you know, we've got a goal to get to the sales amount. Here's all the things that we need to get, which was essentially a business plan. And I would, you know, or a marketing plan. And I would translate that down. Um, As far as what, when you're, when you're creating those goals, what questions do you ask yourself or what specifically do you have going on in your mind about the goal? Do you have any feedback on that? Larry or Eric or what's going through your mind when you're writing that goal? It just depends on what um, what we're shooting for, what we want to do, our accomplishments. What do we want to accomplish? Figure out what you want to accomplish and the goal to get there. If you want to grow income, you come up with some numbers that you want to get to. If you want to have a net profit, you have to come up to some specific amounts or percentage is what we would do for net profit. And that would go a long way. And that would be part of the, the process. Excellent. Um, Eric's camera is cutting out. I don't know if you're still with us on uh, on mic. Eric, it looks like he is, but let me see here. He's muted, so we might not have. Um, he maybe muted himself because I can't unmute him. There he goes. Is he coming back? Maybe not. I think he, if he's on cell, he just dropped. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we'll wait yeah, we'll wait for him to come back. Yeah, so, yeah, I, what I would always like to do is figure out and write my goals just based on having having assumed that I accomplished the thing, you know, yes, you know, making exactly. sure that it's within a, you know, I have done this or I did this, you know, and that's sort of, you know, in a way whimsical and, you know, petty, you know, but at the same time, when you're looking at that goal all the time, that's the next thing I want to talk about, how often you guys go back and refer back to that goal. But when you're referring back to it, um, you're, you know, when, when you write a goal, like, you know, we, here's, here's all the things that I need to do is what I, the way I would usually define it to do, you know, a million dollars in sales or here, you know, we did a million dollars in sales come December 31st, 2021 you know, or whatever sales figure that you wanted to do, um, or you have increased sales by X dollars, that type of thing. But as if it actually happened, setting the deadline for the goal too is so important, you know, and usually if it's a year goal, it's by December 31st, 
you know, and you need to actually write that down that way. You did all this by December 31st. Yeah. And then the the minor goals, uh, you know, the sub goals underneath that. So are you back with us, Eric? I see you kind of coming in. Um, I don't see. Part of what when we were doing the goals was we would only have a couple big ones and we didn't talk about the ones in between. We'd be just be creating systems to get to it. So right. the systems that we're Eric was creating and presenting systems to everybody all the time so that we would get there. And then we'd know during the month where we were, like you were saying, where, where should you be? Where's the benchmark where you should be? Right. And that's where we went. Like I put the goal on my ceiling above my bed, whatever the number was, a million dollars one year, another million, two million dollars next year. It was just in front of us all the time. And looking at that goal and focusing on that one goal went a long way. Excellent. So how many times, how often would you refer back to that goal? And did you have it like you, the goal itself plastered somewhere on the office wall for everybody yeah. to see? Yeah. 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 It on the bed above my ceiling. It was in my wallet. It was it was everywhere. It would pop up yeah. on my computer. Eric had it a bunch of places. Are you there, Eric? Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm out okay. in my car and the uh, the phone overheated because I had it up on the windshield. <laughs> there you go. That'll do it. That'll yeah. Do it yeah. I mean, my trick, John, was I would write it every single day on a three by five card and then shove that card in my back pocket. So therefore I had to write it out every day. So the actual wow. action of writing it and wow. then I would look at it and put it in my pocket. And then I try to look at it during the day. But even if I was busy, at least I looked at it that night when I pulled it out of my pants. So that's twice a day. Yeah. And um, so, no, and we we had it, I mean, everywhere in our our office. I mean, it was even in the bathroom. Every time an, a, a staff member went in the bathroom, they saw the goal. Good. Now, did you have let's talk about that, because I always felt like if I had a I, I never really let my employees, well, maybe some employees, but not all the employees know. I don't want a new guy coming in and going, hey, our goal is to do a million dollars this year. Well, geez, how much money do you think you need to be making, John? And you know yeah. what I mean? Did you ever did you ever have that issue or no? No employee. We had ever constant communication that. with the guys on our goals. We had tried. It was a big thing in the culture. We encouraged everybody's goals and right. we talked about it a lot. And it was communication and it was understood. And we also explained when we reach our goals, this is what you guys are going to get. There's going to be bonuses. There's going to be better equipment. You know, it's going to be a lot easier to work here and better to work here. Right. Give them the benefits. And and two, yeah, I was a big believer in that, even meeting with especially my my key guys and saying, hey, how much money do you want to make this year? I can I can help you get to that goal. What do you want to do? Do you want to buy a new house? Do you want to make more income? You want to have more days off? What do you need to do? And that's an important conversation to have with employees. Too. It is. Anything anything to add to that, Eric? Yeah, I mean, you just have to, it's a culture thing. You, you know, if you're goal-oriented, if the owner strictly keeps that all in his or her head and doesn't share that with the team, then why, they're not going to help work towards it, you know? And the implication, you know, our whole thing was like, look, guys, the less, the you know, the more we all do, there's more opportunity for you, and then Larry and I aren't going to be here as much, so therefore you can move up. And, you know, obviously with that, you make more money, you have more responsibility. And, you know, we just preach that from day one. And, you know, people who didn't buy into that, they didn't last. Right. 
Yeah. You know, Larry and I weren't hiding the fact that we wanted to grow. Right. Good. Excellent. You know, we tried to, we didn't treat, you know, Darren Hardy says this. He says, like, you don't, you can't treat your team like family because they're not family. He said, you need to treat them like a sports team, but a professional one, not a little league team because there's money on the line. Right. And that's what we did. You know, you have like that teamwork. But then if somebody isn't a good fit culturally or whatever, then, you know, like in pro sports, you move them on to greener pastures. And everybody there is bought into that vision of, you know, winning the Super Bowl or whatever. But, you know, for us, that was just reaching that revenue goal or that profit goal. There was a bunch of guys we had that worked with us that weren't goal oriented and they necessarily didn't get into it, but they understood where we were coming from. And we went over things so often that our culture was revolved around that. Good. So, hey, John, just to make the point. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go oh, ahead. Finish, finish your point. Finish your point. Well, you know, the thing was, it's like, I mean, we're sitting here talking about goals, goals, goals. And it sounds very like black and white numbers driven. But Larry and I were very, very invested in culture and treating people well and caring about them because we recognized that we had to do those things for them to want to be a part of us reaching our goals. Like they had to reach their, you know, their goals might've been just, you know, I want to make enough money to buy a new car or whatever, you know, so we had to uplift them and help them along the way with that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It wasn't all about us is my point. Did you sit down with your employees at the beginning of the year and come up with help them come up with some of those goals? Was that usually when you did that? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I, that's what I'd usually do that too. So uh, as far as, is there a goal that's too high, too lofty and, and kind of let, let's help these guys define that. I mean, what would, you know, you got a guy that's maybe doing, I don't know, maybe he's only doing 150 in sales right now, 150,000 a year. And then in 2021, he's got a goal to do a million. Is that, is that too much? Yeah, it is. Yeah, probably. You know, what happens, especially if you have employees and you share these goals, because we've done this, when you make the goal too lofty and then, you know, like I was saying, we would then break it down into day by day, week by week, month by month. When you miss your your benchmark every single day, everybody gets super bummed out. You know, like it's a completely demoralizing if every, you have to make a goal that's, yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch, but you actually have to be able to reach it or at least have a shot at it. Right. You know, because uh, otherwise, always, let's say that. Could, oh, go ahead, John. Yeah. Uh, the way I always would define it is a goal that's a little bit uncomfortable, maybe even moderately uncomfortable, but you can kind of see getting there. But not, you know, you can't, I, I'm not saying you can't go from 150 to a million this year. But it's very most likely not going to happen. 150 to 300 is still kind of a stretch, but totally doable. 150 to 400, pretty big. That you know, if you've got a lot. The other thing too is, don't come to me and say, "Hey, I want to do 400 this year. I did 150 last year. What's your advertising budget? Uh, 500 a month. It's not going to happen." Well, and the other part, John, is like Larry and I went from. 225 to like 900 in one year. Great. No, it wasn't great. <laughs> it was, it's a bit it of a zoo. Uh, it was the worst year ever because 
you know, we had added restoration at that point. We had been a cleaning company up to that point. And all of a sudden, you know, we set this lofty goal and we really went after it. But our whole company imploded under the weight of, of trying to reach that goal. So in retrospect, we probably should have got to the six month mark and said, let's make this goal 500 <laughs> right. or, you know, wh- right. whatever. But we didn't. And it took us a very long time to kind of overcome all the damage for for yeah. going so far so fast. Right, right. So, yeah, so reasonably doubling is a pretty good goal. Anything even more than that's a really, really hard to reach goal, I would think, but but possible. But that's where you anything more than doubling, you're starting to get into some pretty sticky territory. Well, don't, don't you think something more in the range of 25, 30 percent a yeah. year would be right. more like it? Reasonable. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I, that's, that, you know, and, and even a comfortable. But, you know, if you got, had a guy who's a really big go getter and he was doing 150 last year, could he do 300 this year? Sure. He needs to have his ducks in a row. He needs to be committed and he needs to really be doing all the right things. But he can do it. But that usually happens in the early years. And then as yeah. you start to get bigger, those those jumps are smaller. Right. From what I've seen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, unless you're willing to go to a new town and you know add bigger service area, usually most service businesses, they start at some number. They start peaking out depending on industry, you know. Yeah. Unless you're adding new services on and, and doing something new, it, it can get pretty yeah. tough. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, any parting words any last things that you want to say i mean about goal setting in general what what kind of encouragement can you give these guys to for 2021 you know for setting their goals and accomplishing what they need to do in their business well yeah there's just a lot of well eric has a system he's gonna have a lot better thoughts and me that wasn't as used to making goals there's many systems out there just try a different system every year. You got your Darren Hardy had a system. Zig Ziglar had a system. Howard had a system. Find something that works for you. Just go through the process of the creating the goals and then also look around and see what else is possibly you could do. That was, I was more loose, but Eric was much more structured. Go ahead, Eric. Well, I was going to say not so much on the actual system of setting them, but you know, People don't realize what they can do if they never go through this process of setting a goal. Like so many guys that we've met over the years, the only difference between Larry and I and and them was that we were willing to fail. We were willing to set lofty goals and fail and not feel like a failure while we were failing. It was just we were learning. I think a lot of people shy away from goals because they're like, well, what if it doesn't work out? And what if I tell everybody that goal and then I don't reach it? So therefore, it's better to have no goal. And that's not true because it's amazing how as soon as you set a goal, it gives you purpose to get up every morning and go after it, you know, opposed to waking up going, well, going to work my carpet business again. You know, and it's like, yeah, but when you when you start measuring, everything measured improves. So. I would just say to people, take one year and just set some goals that would be really meaningful to you and just give it a go. Just yeah. try once to see what the difference would be, you know, 
Um, I think they, I think most people would be shocked at how much improvement they can make. Yes, I, I agree. I, I, the biggest thing that I would say is just write down something for a goal. <laughs> you know, yeah. If you don't do, you don't, you don't have to go because you could get scared thinking, well, I got now I got to read a Zig Ziglar book. I can't set a goal until I do that, or listen to Howard Partridge or or somebody else, and then I got to find their system. Here's really the the nutshell, right? Write down 10 things that you really want to get accomplished this year or one. I don't know. I don't care. But just write something down. Look at that thing. Even if you don't look at it every day, don't beat yourself up. Look at it once a week, even once a month. But look at it as often as you can and write something down that you want to do come December 21st, 2021. It's coming. What do we only have now? 360 days. Three, well, 358 days left, right? It's coming. Now you only have 358 more days to do this thing. So let's do it. That's the thing. Absolutely, man. And, you know, the thing is, is that once you've set that goal and you start feeling the joy of reaching it, you feel much better about yourself, too. Like it gives you it gives you more energy and you feel your self-esteem goes up. Absolutely. You feel That's like why you have to start with, start with reachable goals, like you we were right. talking about earlier. Right. Yep. Yep. So if you're thinking about doubling your business, you know, uh, I'd say sure, but be be prepared for the rocky times. If you're thinking about tripling your business, be prepared for some really, really, really rocky times. You know, but you know, 20% sure, 20, 25% increase, reasonable, doable. Still, you need to buckle down and get it done, though, and write those goals down and do it. Yeah. But think, like, if you, if especially, like, let's say you're an owner-operator, John, and you increase 25% year over year, that that can change your whole life. Yes. And that can change your whole business. Yes, yes. And usually, like, for guys like that, it's just selling more protectant. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, it's making a commitment to... I'm going to sell more protectant or I'm going to increase, you know, my average ticket X amount. And then when you break it down backwards, you'd be surprised. It's like, oh, it's only $40 a job or something, you know, average. Right. Right. It's not much. Yep. Yep. Write the goal down. It might be adding a service. It might be getting more repeat clients to come back. And those are all real good goals, by the way. You want to add hardwood floor refinishing, add that. You want to increase your repeat clientele from 50% to 60%. That could be huge for your bottom line. That could be huge for your business. So any any last parting statements? No, I'll, I'll let Larry finish it off. No, Larry. just make it happen. Commit yeah. to it and uh, do it. I mean, just yep. don't get stuck. Do it. Yep. Well, you know, like I always say, do something. <laughs> That's exactly. the thing. Do something, yeah. get something done. All right, guys, I sure appreciate this. It's going to give a lot of guys some good ideas for an encouragement right. for getting their business. I hope everybody away. goes and kills it this year. Yes, Boom. that's the name of the game. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, you, for coming John. Down. thanks for having us. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.